It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Good morning, I'm Jack Ward, and we're back after a week hiatus with Mutual Presents. And for our Season 3 Episode 11 features, we take another listen to First Nighter with the double features including Mother's Angel Children and Speak Ever So Gently. So let's turn back those clocks as we return to the days of classic Mutual. Nighter program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast, presented by Campana, the makers of Solitaire, the new cake makeup, and Campana Balm, the famous hand lotion. Theater Time Broadway, and another premiere is scheduled for the little theater off Times Square. If you're a lucky ticket holder, you're due for one of the most exciting experiences in Theaterland, an opening night performance of a brand new play. This is the occasion that will bring out dramatic critics, movie scouts, and, of course, a packed house. So we'd better be on our way. It's just a short walk around the corner. Will you join me? Broadway and 42nd Street. Backwalks are jammed tonight with theater goers. And up ahead is the little theater off Times Square. Well, here we are at the little theater off Times Square. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. Fursnader. The usher will show you to your box. Thank you. We'll go right in. Well, here we are. And now that we're comfortably seated, let's have a look at the program. Tonight's brand new play is entitled Mother's Angel Children by Anthony Wayne. Barbara Luddy, our popular leading lady, tops the all-star cast. And opposite Miss Luddy is her guest leading man, Willard Waterman. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real people or to actual events. Now, just before First Curtain, let's listen to Eric Sagerquist and his famous First Nighter Orchestra. field with machine gun bullets and a line 18 inches above the ground. Any part of you that sticks up higher than that will have a slice taken off it. Okay. Start crawling. Major Bob, I made it. I made it. <laughs> boy, Neville. Me too, Major Bob. Yes, good work, sir. You're a fine pair of commandos. We're rangers. Oh, but rangers are American. The British have commandos. I don't care. We're rangers. Hey, what's going on? Just because you've been over here four years, you mustn't forget your own country. But I want to be an American like you, Major Bob. Me too. <laughs> I think I'll have to speak to Grandma Davis. I, I don't believe Mr. Churchill would approve of the way she's raising you. If it hadn't been for America, there wouldn't be any Mr. Churchill. His mother was an American. Hmm, perhaps so. Oh, come on. I've got to be getting back to the house. 
I'm due at Mitchell Field in two hours. Look who's in front of the house. Well, it's Cynthia. Say, maybe I'll get a lift out to the field. Hi there, Cynthia. Hello, Bob, dear. Oh, and how's that dear little Sarah and her handsome brother Neville, hmm? I'm fine, thank you, Miss Cynthia. Me too, thank you. <laughs> I thought I might be going away, Major Davis. <laughs> Anywhere near Mitchell Field? Why, right by their front door. <laughs> oh, lucky me. I'll get my things to be right out. You like Major Bob, don't you? Why, yes, I think he's very nice. You plan to marry him? Well, <laughs> no, it's uh, just a little previous. Besides, it's for the man to decide. That's what they say. But when it comes to marrying, I've decided that men are just putty in women's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Neville, I'm afraid you've been watching some she-wolves in action. <laughs> uh, already. Oh, well, hop in. Now, you mind your P's and Q's, children. Do as Grandma tells you. I'll be seeing you next weekend. Goodbye, Major Bob. Bye. Grandma Davis? Yes? What's feeding you? Grandma Davis, do you like Miss Cynthia? Why? Major Bob likes her, I think. Mm, he likes ketchup and grapefruit, too. Well, if he likes her, I ought to like her, too. But I don't. Now, don't let it keep you awake, lad. Strictly off the record, I think she's a little twerp. Me, too. Good. But now, sit down, both of you. I have some important news for you. Your mother sent you over here nearly four years ago, you know, so you'd be safe from the bombing in London. Yes. That probably was the hardest thing a mother could do, part for the children. She's missed you. You've missed her, too. Yes, I know, son. But she didn't want to bring you back until everything was safe in England again for children. You mean we're going back? Better than that. Your mother's coming over for you. Mommy's coming here? She's coming to America? If all goes well, she'll be right here with us in four days. Sarah, did you hear that? Mother's coming. Oh, goody. <laughs> she was lucky enough to get passage on the clipper. So she'll be flying across the ocean. Gosh, the lucky stiff. I can hardly wait. Yeah, we keep her here for a good visit before she takes you back to England. Back to England? Yeah, you shouldn't go before your school term is up. No. But we'll all plan to meet her at the airport Thursday. Stop. There go the steps. When do we see Mommy? Come on. We're going out there if we have to rush this gate. Neville. Sarah. Hello. Hello, Hello. Mother. Neville. Oh, Mother's little boy. Oh, grown to be such a big boy. And my baby, Sarah. If you aren't a baby any longer, you're becoming a young lady. Oh, I want to squeeze you to death. Hello, Margaret, darling. Granny Davis. Give me a kiss. <laughs> now, if I can just find a handkerchief, blow my nose, it'll be all right. How'd you like the trip on the plane, Mother? Well, it was thrilling, Neville. But I wish you could have been along. I remember how you've always loved airplanes. I still do. Me, too. Oh, do you, dear? Well, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid we'll all be going back by boat. Is it all arranged, Mother? Well, you can forget it if it is, because you're not going for a while. What do you mean? You're going to have a good rest, some real food, and a little fun at my house first. What a little man you've grown to be, Neville. You put yourself to bed and managed so wonderfully. You forgot I've grown quite a bit since you saw me. No, I don't, darling. I've grown every day, every minute with you. I don't know how much Mother missed her, big boy. I missed you too, Mother. Your daddy would be proud of you, never. He was killed in France, wasn't he? Yes. He died early in the war. 
Was the blitz over England very horrible, Mother? Well, I'm glad you and Sarah were on this side of the water. You're a stout fellow. Thank you, Neville. I like that. Makes me feel warm all over. Good night, dear. Good night, Mother, dear. All in bed, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know how happy Mommy is to be tucking her own little girl into bed again. I'm very happy you're here. So am I. And we'll never be separated again. You never and I. Ever. You'll like America. We do. I'm sure I shall. Mommy. Yes? I think you're very pretty. <laughs> now, whatever made you say that, Sarah? But I do. I guess I just forgot how pretty you are. Flatter, but I love it. How to sleep with you, darling. Good night. Night. Sarah? Yes, Neville? Shh. I want to talk to you. What about? About Mother. Isn't she nice? Sure. And I've been thinking. What? Well, she's all alone, isn't she? She has us. No, I mean she hasn't got a husband. Hmm. Maybe she don't want one. She ought to have one. She's young and pretty. Yes. She ought to marry someone like Major Bob. Wouldn't that be swell, Neville? See? Then he'd be our father. I like that. Let's tell her. No. we got to be secret like Indians. Because Major Bob likes Miss Cynthia. Oh, her. we got to liquidate her first. What does that mean? Liquidate her. Fix it so Major Bob won't like her anymore. Then we fix it so he marries Mother. But how can we do that, Neville? Now, I got a plan. Listen. And the curtain comes down on the first act of tonight's play in the little tale of Times Square. Both in the outer lobby or downstairs, please. That lovely melody was inspired by a girl named Sylvia. Sylvia, whose face is so beautiful, it drifts through dreams. Smooth and adorable dream complexions, lovely enough to inspire instant admiration, are coming through from Hollywood to New York and right across the country, thanks to Solitaire, Campana's new cake makeup containing lanolin. So why don't you step out with a Solitaire complexion? Thrill to its even smoothness, its flattering natural color tones. You'll welcome its dewy, fresh softness of texture and the clever way it helps to hide small skin blemishes. Yes, indeed, you'll love Solitaire, and others will love it on you. See for yourself how kind Solitaire is to your skin because of its lanolin-rich base. Lanolin, you know, helps prevent skin dryness. And listen, these busy days, are you always in a hurry? Well, then you'll adore the way Solitaire sponges on in a jiffy. Stays smooth and even for hours and hours without retouching. It helps you look prettier longer. And let me impress you with this fact. Solitaire gives you one of the largest compacts of high-quality cake makeup on the market today for only 60 cents. Step up to your favorite cosmetic counter and insist on Solitaire in any one of six flattering shades.
want, Sarah? Mother! Maybe she's in the living room. Your mother's not here, children. It's Miss Cynthia. Yes. The time has come, Sarah. Let's let her have it. Hello, Miss Cynthia. Hello, Neville. And how are you, Sarah, dear? Very well, thank you. Where's Major Bob? Oh, he's changing his clothes. He'll be down in a minute. Oh. I haven't seen your mother. What do you have there, Marble? Yes. Miss Cynthia, don't you think my mommy's pretty? Oh, yes, I do, Sarah. I think she's lovely. That's what Major Bob said. She's so young and... He did? Yes, and a lot more, too. Really? Well, he said he liked her better than you. Oh? But he said you hung on to him like a bloodsucker and he didn't know how to shake her. Now, just a minute. This is a little too thick. What about it, Sarah? That's what he said. I don't believe a word of it. He said mother's the kind of girl he'd like to marry. So that's what's behind it all. He thinks you're a big twerp. No, Neville. A little one. Why, you impudent little... Listen to me, you little brat. I'll have you deported. I'll have you turned in as aliens if you dare. What kind of talk is that? What's going on here? Well, these children have been positively rude. Well, I don't see any reason for you to... Oh, wait till I answer that phone. Look, Sarah. I can put both these marbles in my mouth. Be careful. You might swallow them. <coughs> what, Neville? What's the matter? Sarah, you swallow the marble. It's stuck in his throat. That's money fast. Yes. That's it. Yes, now turn him upside down and slap his back. Come here, Neville. Now I've got your feet over the chair. Get it out, you little demon. What? She's beating me. Yes, I saw it. I think this is disgraceful, Cynthia. What do you mean? For you to lose your temper to such an extent you'd beat a child, it, it's barbaric. So, it's barbaric, is it? Well, maybe they were rude, but they're only children. You might attempt to control yourself. And you might stick your head in the mud puddle. You and these brats and the, the lovely Mrs. Boswell. Well, why do you bring their mother into this? I didn't bring her in. She came in on re reverse lend lease, and she's plenty reverse as far as I'm concerned. That's a fine way for a lady to talk. Who said I'm a lady? I mean, of course I'm a lady. Uh, but one thing, Major Bob Davis, I'm not going to fight the Battle of Britain all over again. Goodbye. Uh, Cynthia, wait. Oh, go on, then. She did. <laughs> Women. They're the root of all trouble. Pretty roots, though, don't you think, Major Bob? Well, I hope I never see another one again. Hello, everyone. You didn't get your hope, Major Bob. Uh, no. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Mother. Is something wrong? Wrong? What could be wrong? Well, Cynthia just whizzed by me, spurting flames like a spitfire. You're lucky she didn't dive on you. <laughs> but when I said hello, she responded with a peculiar noise that I think was meant to be unpleasant. Does it sound like this, Mother? <laughs> That's it? Whatever does it mean? In a nutshell, Mother... Nuts to you. It's called a brown cheer. Oh, I didn't realize she was cheering me. Hello, everybody. Where's what's her name? Who? You know, Thingamabob. Oh, you mean, you mean Cynthia? She took a powder. Oh. Um, look, Margaret, uh, I have two tickets for that new show, The Voice of the Parrot. Uh, why not join me and we'll go in town tonight and see it? Hmm? That dirty show, it's not fit for a lady to see. By the way, you got an extra ticket? <laughs> Granny, you're incorrigible. <laughs> well, how about it, Margaret? I'd love to, Bob, but really I shouldn't leave the children here alone. Alone? What do I look like? Banquo's goat? Uh, never mind, maybe I do. But I don't think it's fair to ask you Stop to... for nonsense. If that pipe wad son of mine makes you an offer, take him up. Hey, now, Granny. <laughs> Very well, I'll go. Thank you, Bob. 
difficult question to answer, Neville. Well, suppose you wanted two people to fall in love. How could you make them? <laughs> Darling, don't tell me you fancy yourself as Cupid. Of course not. Cupid's just a little kid that goes around with no clothes on. <laughs> uh, actually, I've never been very good at matchmaking. One usually tries to arrange for the two people to be thrown together a lot, I believe. But what if nothing happens? I really don't know. Uh, they say that jealousy sometimes acts as a spark to love. Jealousy, huh? This is a very deep subject for a little boy. Why not bother yourself with marbles or cricket? And that romance wait until you're older. Yeah, maybe I'd better. Uh, by the way, you notice how much Major Bob hangs around you when he's here? Oh, he's just being nice because I'm a guest here. Oh, yes? Major Bob is a gentleman. Well, even if he is, he likes you. Never, your imagination is positively running away with you. His imagination when he tells me so? Oh, did he? Certainly. Well... Hello, children. What's cooking? Fried chicken. For dinner. <laughs> Where's my, uh, your mother? Over next door at Mr. Bancroft's. At Bancroft's? Oh, he's been seeing a lot of mother lately. That weak-kneed draft dodger? Mother thinks he's nice. She does, huh? Yeah, and he's taking quite a shine to Mother. Oh, it's incredible. I bet your mother had better taste. He's very wealthy, too. Now, never mind. Don't tell me any more. What do you kids think of him? Us? I don't like him. Me, too. I just hope Mother doesn't marry him. But we want her to be happy. Hey, wait a minute. Here comes your mother across the lawn now. You kids duck. I want to talk to her alone. Okay, Major Bob. We won't listen. Hello, Bob. Just get in? Yes. Been visiting our attractive neighbor? Tom Bancroft? Yes. No, I'm fascinated with him. He's growing orchids. Mm, lovely. Where's he growing them? In his hair? Well, that's an odd thing to say, Bob. Been seeing quite a bit of this Bancroft, haven't you? No, just occasionally. Charming moron, isn't he? <laughs> I... Bob, it isn't possible. You're not jealous. Who's jealous? Why should I be jealous? <laughs> Me, jealous. Perhaps I was mistaken. Yeah, perhaps I was, too. I gave you credit for better judgment than a guy like Bancroft. Who, for instance? Well, all right. Me. All right. I might be in love with you. Isn't this rather sudden? Not more so than Bancroft. Of course, he's got plenty of spare time and plenty of dough. I'm just on army pay. That's a rather ugly thing to say, Bob. Well, it's true. A couple of millions isn't to be sneezed at. But you might think of your children. You suppose they want Bancroft for a father? Think of my children. Do you suppose I let them leave me for four years because I like it? Well, they don't like him. They have nothing to worry about. I barely know Tom Bancroft. I tried to be pleasant because he's your neighbor. Am I supposed to believe that? Whether you do or not is a matter of complete indifference to me. But it's rather obvious that I've already overstayed my welcome here. Oh, now, wait a minute. Please, Margaret. I didn't mean... Let's forget it. But the children and I will be leaving just as soon as I can book passage. <laughs> Many of you ladies have been asking a question that I would like to answer. The question is, 
How can I keep my hands soft and smooth regardless of the extra work I'm doing? All right, here's the answer. Replace the natural oils your skin loses with lanolin. You see, when your skin loses its natural oils due to hard work, exposure, and frequent washing, it becomes dry and parched looking. The softness and smoothness is gone. So the answer is, keep your skin supplied with a substance which scientists say most nearly duplicates the functions of the natural oils of the skin. And that substance is lanolin. And lanolin is contained in Campana Cream Balm. So when your hands lose their natural oils and become dry and unlovely, turn first to Campana Cream Balm containing lanolin. Now keep in mind that Campana Cream Balm contains lanolin, in addition to all its other skin-softening ingredients. And you'll understand why this new lotion with lanolin is growing in popularity daily. Campana Cream Balm is lusciously creamy, instantly soothing, delightfully fragrant, and completely free of after-use stickiness. So don't let your hands lose their appeal to romance. Ask for Campana Cream Balm in the yellow and white carton. If your hands are extra sensitive and extra dry from spring house cleaning duties, you may prefer Campana's other lotion, original Campana Balm in the green and white carton, an extra rich, concentrated lotion for extra busy hands. Upstairs, Mother. Oh, I've some mending to do, and I'm more comfortable up here in the bedroom. Maybe you don't want to see Major Bob, either. Why do you say that? I heard him telling Granny that he acted like a heel. He said that? Uh-huh. He seemed awfully unhappy. Well, he acted very badly, indeed. Are you mad, Mother? Now, Neville, you mustn't bother yourself about this. We'll be leaving for home shortly, I should be glad to get back to England. This kind of seems like home to me. Yes, you've become quite Americanized. That's only natural after four years. Mother? Yes? Are you in love with Mr. Bancroft? <laughs> Darling, I'm not in love with anyone except my own little Sarah and Neville. Not with anyone? Not with anyone. I go along and play. My, but you're an old worrier. Granny, are you busy? I haven't been busy for 20 years. Could I talk to you? Why not? Man to man? Me too. Sit down. You interest me strangely. Sit here, Sarah. Now, why are the brows all furrowed with care? Granny, I'm a dope. Is that all? We spoiled everything. Sarah and I wanted Mother and Major Bob to fall in love and get married. Then Major Bob would be our father. We'd be Americans and wouldn't have to go back. Well, so far, so good. Of course, first of all, we had to get Major Bob out of love with Miss Cynthia. So we liquidated her. Why, you infamous to pray, ruthless little rapscallions. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> but Major Bob didn't fall in love with Mother then, so we decided to make him jealous. Go on. And you know the rest. He got so jealous he got mad. He made Mother mad. Now they won't speak to each other. They've been mad for three weeks. Yes, yes, I'd say you lost things up in good shape. 
it's all my fault, too. What can we do, Granny? Everything would be fine if they just get married. Well, let me put my thinking cap on. See if I can unravel this. Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? Oh, gosh, it's Miss Cynthia. Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. Davis. And there's those two darling children. Hello, Miss Cynthia. Hello. Bob isn't here. Oh, too bad. I did want to see him. You're not mad at us? Mad at you? Why, Neville, I love you dearly. If it hadn't been for you, I'd still be going with Bob and would never have met Tom. Well, who's this lucky fellow Tom? Tom Bancroft. Haven't you heard? We'll be married next week. <laughs> Imagine me with all that money. I don't know what to do with it. Mm, I don't suppose so. Well, tell Bob, won't you? And the children's mother. Oh, I'm as happy as a bird. Goodbye. Goodbye. A bird, huh? Probably a vulture. Neville, everything's gone backwards. She's getting married instead of mother. Yeah, I'm a fine Cupid. Listen here. I think I've got a plan. You go out and play. And I'll call you when I have it all ready. <laughs> Mother? Well, I haven't seen you since lunch. Are we late for dinner? No, no, it's only 5.30. Where have you been? Oh, Margaret and I took a little walk. Margaret and you? Mm-hmm. I thought you two were glaring at each other. No, not anymore. We patched all that up. Well, I'm glad of that. You know, I think she's the most wonderful girl in the world, Mother. You certainly run from cold to hot in a hurry. As a matter of fact, I want to talk to you about her. Yes? I don't believe you're going to approve, but... Bob! Bob! Oh, what's the matter, Margaret? Bob, the children... They've run away. Run away? Look at this note. We we wanted you and Major Bob to get married, so he would be our father. <laughs> Margaret, do you hear that? Yes, but read on. But you're mad at each other, and we don't want to go back to England, so we're going west. Goodbye, Neville and Sarah. We've got to find them, Bob. Perhaps something's happened to well, they them. they can't be very far. Oh, and to think I... I was afraid to tell them. Tell them what? That Bob and I were married last week. You were married? I'm sorry, Mother. I was going to tell you. Well, I was afraid the children might not understand or approve of my marrying again. Neville, I... oh, Sarah. Oh, my darlings. You and Major Bob are really married? Yes, really, dear. We didn't run away. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. Yes, but why did you leave the note saying you were? You wanted to, uh, we wanted you to get married, and Granny thought that that might bring you to your senses. Oh, Granny. No, huh? no, no, no. Don't look at me like that. You ought to married her a month ago. Gosh, yes. We had an awful time getting you two married. <laughs> Margaret? It seems we've been a little slow about things. <laughs> well, kids, looks like you're a couple of Yankees now. How's it feel? Hunky-dory. Boy, I'm right in the groove now. Oh, boy, me too. And the curtain falls on another performance in the little theater of Times Square. Miss Lottie and Mr. Waterman are in front of our footlights. And now our leading lady, Miss Lottie, has a message for you from the government. 1944 is the year when we carry the war to our enemy. This is when we must throw into the fight everything we've got. So keep in mind every day that paper and cardboard are vital war materials. Save every bit of paper and all kinds of used cardboard boxes. Look in the attic or storeroom. Collect all you can. If you have any trouble getting your waste paper picked up, call the radio station to which you are listening.
Before we move out of the theater, let me invite you to be with us again next week at this same time when Barbara Luddy will be starred in an original romance entitled Tall Like a Queen. Now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. Bersenner. Good night. The First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Listen, men. Tomorrow morning, right after you shave, try using Dress Skin, Campana's famous aftershave lotion. Makes your face feel cool, comfortable, refreshed, well-groomed. Yes, sir, Dress Skin, spelled D-R-E-S-K-I-N, is again available in limited quantities. Ask for Dress Skin at any drugstore. This is Mutual. The First Nighter Program, a copyrighted feature coast to coast. Presented by Campana, the makers of Solitaire, the new cake makeup, and Campana Cream Balm, the new hand lotion containing lanolin. Theater time. Broadway is excited tonight. An important event is about to take place. There's a brand new play opening at the Little Theater off Times Square. Advance notices say it's a hilarious comedy romance that's sure to make a hit. That's enough advance notice for us that the streets will be jammed and the theater packed. So let's be on our way. It's just a short walk around the corner. Will you join me? Yes, the sidewalks are crowded all right. And lots of the men and women are in uniform. Shall we cross here? Well, here we are at the little theater off Times Square. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you to your box. Thank you. We'll go right in. a capacity house tonight. Lucky we made our reservations in advance. But now that we're comfortably seated, let's have a look at the program. Our popular leading lady, Barbara Luddy, is starred in a new play entitled Speak Ever So Gently by Peggy Blake. Playing opposite Miss Luddy is her guest leading man, Olin Soleil, and they're supported by an all-star cast. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real people or to actual events. And now, just before first curtain, let's listen to Eric Sagerquist and his first nighter orchestra. children in Beaver, Ohio. You coming down off the silver screen to make this lovable human gesture. America's favorite actor emerging from Hollywood as, as Atlantis emerged from the ocean. Atlantis didn't emerge. Atlantis sunk. You get what I mean? Well, I talked to them with Brinker and with Duffy and with Schmaltz. The studio is behind us 100%. 200%. They agree it's the greatest publicity snuff that hit this cockeyed town in its entire cockeyed history. Don't be vulgar, dear. Are you trying to tell me that Hollywood isn't cockeyed? It is. And you know why? It's because actors have agents like you. And agents don't have blood in their veins. Only crazy publicity stunts. 
helped me dedicate a children's home in... In where? Beaver, Ohio. Oh, brother. And a neater idea I never did have. I can see it now. The small town, ivy-covered cottages, the old church clock peeling on the hour, simple folk wending their way home through elm-shaded streets after a day of honest toil. I think I'm going to be sick. No, but it's terrific. You, David Stanley, in this warm, earthy setting, being warm and earthy. Yeah, so are sand hogs. Kit, for three years you've been my agent. You wangled appointments and pushed me through doors. You beat bosses over their egg-shaped heads. You had me seen in the right places with the right people. When nobody else would touch you, remember that day. Uh, the day you walked into my office, I said to myself, that boy could be sensational. I believed in you, didn't I? I fought a one-woman war to get you into the studio, didn't I? I screamed like a mother tiger until I got your decent part, didn't I? Sure. Okay. I'm appealing to your better nature. I hear you, but I don't feel anything. Kid, I'm an actor. That we won't argue. I never dedicated anything in my life, and I won't start now. Especially with kids. I, I'm allergic to them. Haven't you ever held a tiny baby in your arms? No, have you? Once, with disastrous results. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? You admit it. But these kids are from 5 to 12. Orphans with no families, no homes, no nothing. I'll mail them a check in the morning. In the morning, you'll be on a train aimed straight at Beaver, Ohio. Yeah, not me. You forced me to remind you of a contract. Section B, paragraph 13, clause 9. In big, bold letters, it says, I am the sole and exclusive owner of the right to decide where, when, and how you shall be publicized. If I wanted you to crawl on your knees down Hollywood Boulevard, you'd crawl. If I wanted you to swim the hell of spots, you'd swim. And if I want you to dedicate a children's home in Badger, Ohio, you'll dedicate it. You said Beaver, Ohio. Beaver, Badger, Skunk, Hollow, you'll go there, friend, and like it. <laughs> mournful sound, probably announcing our arrival to the inmates of Beaver. When do we land? In a couple of minutes. Porter has our luggage. He's all ready to throw it. D- throw it? Well, the train doesn't actually stop at Beaver, they tell me. It just pauses long enough to snort. Oh, fine. Lovely entrance I'll make, won't I? Everybody in the county at the station and me flying off the train and smack onto my face. Mm-hmm. Not your face, David. We'll need that for photographs. Oh, fine. Buck up. Be public-spirited. Be happy. I am. Yeah, why not? You got your way. Think of the sweet little tots you'll be sponsoring. Sending them off on the road of life. Now, don't make me cry, dear. My mascara, you know. Who brings joy into the world? Children. What's nearest every man's heart? Children. What's nearest every woman's heart? Me? Children. You might mention that to the crowd at the station. You mention it. It drips off you like the coating off a candied apple. Kit, you aren't serious about this stuff, are you? Oh, that's up. Come on, David. Get your hat. Yes, Mama. Uh, don't try to do any bowing until we reach solid ground. And where's the conductor? I haven't bumped into him since he asked me for your autograph. I told him you couldn't write. Well, there. There's an open door. Where's the porter? I don't see our luggage anywhere. My striped trousers are in the alligator bag. Yeah, I know, I know. We can always get me another alligator. Hey, it's moving. Hurry up, kid. Stand back. I'll jump first. Oh, every man for himself, huh? I'll catch you. It's a cinch. I did it in Texas Bandit. When the Herald was on the train and I was... Yeah, yeah, I saw the picture. Do something. Up, up and away. Okay, jump, kid. Jump. Oh, David. Jump. Don't leave me alone in Beaver. Hang on. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. I've got you. Hey. Who was griping about an entrance? That was colossal. What a man, Stanley. Put me down, David. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Well, shouldn't the band be striking up? Shouldn't the... Hey. Look. Look at what? David. Is this Beaver? Good night. We got off the wrong place. No, there's a sign on the depot. Yeah, but where is everybody? This is the day, isn't it? This is the day. Platform's empty. As a tomb. Worse. Empty as last year's love affair. Well, that shows how our minds work. David, this is terrible. Excuse we... me. What? Ooh. Well, 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 hello. Mr. Stanley. Yes, 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 yes. David, David, we can get paid for that. 
I'm here to meet you, Mr. Stanley. On behalf of Beaver, I wish to welcome Can't you. Beaver speak for itself? What? Oh, this is my agent, Miss Kit Marshall. Oh, likewise. Where is Beaver? Beyond the hill. Burrowing away like mad, no doubt. I mean, where's the citizenry? Where's the woman's club? Where's the janitor? Where's the mayor? He's home. I'm his daughter. She's the mayor's daughter, kid. She's the mayor's daughter, and I'm the traveling... Never mind. You're, uh, you're the Miss Marshall who wrote to my father, I guess. I guess. We had a gigantic correspondence. Plans were laid, beautiful plans, all about receptions and speeches and flowers and things. We practically fell in love with each other. Well, I talked to Daddy. I told him Mr. Stanley was coming here for the dedication simply because he adores children. I told Daddy Mr. Stanley wouldn't want any publicity. And what did Daddy say? Oh, he said that was right. No publicity. We wouldn't want to sorry a warm, earthy gesture with publicity. Not a word to the paper, not a word to the town. Nobody knows you're in Beaver, Mr. Stanley. Not a single soul. Isn't that wonderful? Let me at her. Yes. Let me at her. Yes, I'll her, so help me, David. I'll tear her limb from limb. <laughs> This summer, you'll have an opportunity to do more with your complexion than ever before. Now, let me put it this way. Would you like to add a fresh, natural-looking color tone to your face of just the right shade for your summertime complexion? Then try Solitaire Cake Makeup. Would you like your complexion to look petal-textured and satin-smooth for hours and hours while you're working in the daytime or dancing at night? Then try Solitaire. If you need to hide slight skin imperfections, then again the answer is Solitaire Cake Makeup. And this summer, with solitaire available in ample quantities all over the country, there's no need to deny yourself the complexion beauty which solitaire will give you. A new, exciting loveliness that you may never have dreamed possible. Now remember this too, please. Solitaire gives you this new beauty safely. It contains lanolin to help you avoid skin dryness. Solitaire, you see, is good to your skin. And it's so good to your pocketbook, too. There is no finer quality cake makeup anywhere. Yet, for only 60 cents, Solitaire gives you one of the largest compacts of cake makeup on the market. So step up to your favorite cosmetic counter and insist on Solitaire in any one of six flattering shades. up later. The house is yours, Mr. Stanley. You don't know how we've looked forward to having you as our guest. Well, that's very kind of you, Miss... Uh... <laughs> Gracious, I didn't introduce myself, did I? Let's everybody call everybody Butch. My name's Roxanne Horton. Roxanne? It's from the play Cyrano de Bergerac. Mama was reading it when I was born. Uh, Cyrano was the guy with a tremendous nose, wasn't he? Mama said Daddy reminded her of Cyrano. So romantic and all. Are the ladies in your family partial to romance? Well... We wouldn't snub it if it tapped us on the shoulder. So often, romance folks are square in the teeth. That's my thought for the day. Are you speaking from experience, Miss Marshall? From observation, Miss Horton. This is your room, Mr. Stanley. Oh, thanks. Uh, hey, wait. I think you made a mistake. That's the zoo. The zoo? Animals. Millions of animals in there. Shut the door quick. They might stampede. Shut the door. They're dead. Dead? And stuffed. Daddy's hugging trophies. I had to move from the den into your room. For your last picture, I thought... You do like animals, don't you? The movie magazines are always pointing out how fond you are of dogs and horses and lions and things. Oh, come in, honestly, they're dead. Are you sure? A touch one. No, thank you. 
This is Alfred. A uh, 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 tiger? Daddy shot him in Asia. He measured 60 quarter feet. Oh, that's nice. And look, over the mantle. What's that? Your father? It's a moose head. Well, I didn't know. Cyrano de Bergerac and everything. I hope you'll be very comfortable in here, Mr. Stanley. All of you. Yeah. Well, now, listen, I hate to crowd them. Wouldn't it be better if... There must be a hotel, even in Beaver. Oh, we wouldn't think of it. Why, Daddy, would be heartbroken if you didn't stay with us. So would I. Well... Luncheon's at one. You'll have time to rest before then. Rest? With these ghouls staring at me? I couldn't close an eye. Bears and foxes and elephants and coyotes? Oh, that isn't a coyote, Mr. Stanley. It's a wolf. Relax, David. You're among friends. <laughs> Your room is across the hall, Miss Marshall. I'll show you. Kit. Kit, you wouldn't desert me. Suppose they came to life or something. Me alone and unarmed. Caught like a rat in a trap. Kit. David, I have only one thing to say to you. What? Oh! Marshall, will this be all right? Oh, thank you. It's perfect. It isn't lavish, I'm afraid. I have very simple taste, Miss Horton, in everything. In food, in clothes, in acting. Really? Look, sugar, you aren't going to overdo it, are you? Overdo what? The small town character, batting your eyes at the station, turning David's room into a taxidermist dream, deciding that he isn't here for anything except his desire to express a great love for children. This dedication ceremony is tomorrow afternoon, Miss Marshall. Yeah. Luncheon's at one. And meanwhile, Roxy, I'll have me a bit of a whirl through Beaver. Mercy, what a way to die. Hello. Say, this is a beautiful drugstore you have. A chocolate soda, please. They're my favorite. They're David Stanley's favorite, too. David Stanley, the movie actor? Well, he's at the mayor's house, you know. My, what an enterprising little bank this is. Just so thick and thin. Will you cash this check for me? It's drawn against David Stanley's account in Hollywood. David Stanley? Oh, yes, he's here in Beaver. May I use your telephone? I want to call David Stanley. No, not long distance. He's at the mayor's house. Well, he certainly is. Call up yourself if you don't believe me. Upside down. How could they have found out he was here at our house? I can't imagine. Daddy's going crazy. They've swarmed into his office from every side. Oh, not again. I'm not going to answer it. I just won't answer it. It's been ringing every ten seconds for the past three hours. Fun, isn't it? Fun? I'm losing my mind. Hey, there are people standing under my window leering at me. Why don't you answer that telephone? Oh, hello. Yes, Mrs. Ferguson. I'll ask him. Mr. Stanley, do you want to speak to the garden club? No, I have rose fever. No, Mrs. Ferguson, he has rose fever. What's that? People. Scads and scads of people, all panning for David Stanley. Well, don't sit there smirking at me. We've got the house surrounded. We're cut off. Reinforcements couldn't possibly get through. Now you know how Custer felt at Bunker Hill. Valley Forge. Little Big Horn. Okay, okay. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, yes, Miss Horton. This is what you get for having anything to do with a celebrity. They'll be climbing in the window any minute now. Come on, we can sneak out the back way. With David's public clamoring for him, don't be silly. He can have his public and his public can have him. Only first go with me to the children's home. The ceremony's tomorrow. You'll have to see everything's in order. There won't be any time if they get hold of him. Yeah, that's an idea, kid. Maybe it's better. You come too, Mr. Stanley. Oh, that phone. <laughs> office, Miss Marshall. Didn't I hear children? Yes, there are several of them in the home. We couldn't wait for Mr. Stanley's kiss before we opened the doors. <laughs> you really must try not to be bitter, dear. Kit! Oh, Kit! Uh-oh, when he wails, he's in trouble. Kit! Kit, look. 
Well, what have you got there? Hello. I haven't got her. She's got me. All of a sudden, there she was. I didn't know where she came from. Hello, Millie. Uh, two nine zero, oh, please. What are you doing? Calling my father. Uh, Millie, shouldn't you be in bed? No, ma'am. Well, those are pajamas you're wearing, aren't they? Uh, Millie, could I have my finger, please? Kit, she's hanging onto my finger. She won't bite you. He's pretty, isn't he? Mm, just like peppermint candy. Oh, for heaven's sake! You sit down. I'll sit on your lap. Yeah, no, you don't. Go on, David. It won't hurt you. Is your name David? I guess so. Let Millie sit on your lap. How old are you? Ten thousand and six. I mean Millie. Oh. I'm five and a half. That's it. Jump right up there. Well, David, she becomes you. I'm not in the least maternal. But, but did you ring? Uh, hello. Hello, Father. Uh-huh. You smell nice, David. <laughs> I do. Daddy, we're at the home now. We came in the back door so nobody saw us. You get right down here as fast as you can. Mr. Stanley can do his dedicating tonight. What? Hurry, Daddy. Now, you listen to me. Miss you... Marshall, if you think I'll let you use these children for publicity purposes, you're mistaken. You must... What, Daddy? Give me that phone. What, Daddy? Millie, where'd you get so many freckles? I haven't got any freckles. Sure you have. What? What's the matter? Measles. 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 Here in the home. Quarantine this afternoon. Oh, Daddy. Measles. David, drop that child. May I issue a friendly word of caution to those of you who stop using a hand lotion in the summertime? I wonder why you stop. Your hands are very apt to lose so much of their youthful appearing charm, you know, when you abandon daily hand care. So don't take the risk. Do like thousands of other women who realize that the precious beauty of their hands is fragile. Use Campana Cream Balm, the new lotion with lanolin, day in and day out, right through the warm weather months. Campana Cream Balm containing lanolin will help you to avoid dry skin, no matter how often you wash your hands or how much work you do in Victory Garden or at home or factory or office. Lanolin is the substance that most nearly duplicates the softening functions of the natural oils of your skin. So use Campana Cream Balm each time after you wash your hands. See how creamy smooth it is, how delightfully fragrant, instantly soothing, and completely free of after-use stickiness even on the hottest day. Ask for Campana Cream Balm, the new lotion with lanolin, in the yellow and white carton. If your hands become extra dry and extra sensitive to hard water and harsh soaps and cleaners, you may prefer Campana's other lotion, the rich, concentrated, original Campana Balm in the green and white carton. And these freckles on Millie's face aren't freckles, they're measles. Put her down, David. We've got to get out of here. Well, you can't. We're quarantined for two weeks. Daddy says there's a sign on the front door. Yeah, so you have to bring us in by the back door. I'll bet David's last dollar you knew about the measles. I did not. If you think I deliberately arranged it so I'd have to spend the next two weeks with a couple of publicity-hungry Listen, Hollywood... Miss Horton, we don't grab at publicity skirts because we're crazy about the old girl. We're simple people. About as simple as Einstein's theory of relativity. What's that, David? I don't know, Millie. She doesn't either. We've got to get out of this place. But I'm the mayor's daughter. You said that. It wouldn't do for the mayor's daughter and the mayor's guests to run around town spreading measles. Oh, go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Would anybody mind if I had a screening fit? Uh, not at all. <laughs> Feel better? No. What's she yelling about, David? I don't know, Millie. She doesn't either. Look, Miss Horton. Uh, Roxanne... Maybe you'd like a screen test. I can't be bribed. But nobody knows we're here. We could... Uh, 
Hello? Yes, Mr. Beacon? Who's Mr. Beacon? Editor of the paper. Lovely. Yes, Mr. Beacon. Oh, he did, did he? Your father told him about this. Uh, yes, Mr. Beacon. The minute Mr. Stanley knew the children had measles, he rushed right in like Lockenbor as his horses parked at the curb. Well, naturally, Mr. Beacon, he'll work his fingers to the bone to nurse them back to health. You may phone that message to the Associated Press. Goodbye, Mr. Beacon. Top that one, Roxy. How many children are there? Nine, besides Millie. Kids. And no nurses and no doctors, just Mrs. Walker, who's in charge. And you can work a finger to the bone for each of the ten children. Top that one, Miss Marshall. Hey, honey, what's this? Oh, Millie, don't. What's everybody mad for? Now, there, you see, you've scared Millie. Oh, don't cry, honey. Millie, don't be upset. I assure you, we're not displeased with you. We're not displeased with you, my heavens. You don't talk to a child like that. Come on, Millie, darling. Let Roxanne tuck her little angel into bed. No, I want David. Sure, honey, I've got you. Come on. Where's your room, Freckles? As a child psychologist, you're a good mayor's daughter. Kitty! Kitty, in the basement? Yes, David, over by the laundry tub. What are you doing? What? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, boiling the sheets, huh? What? I said you're boiling the sheets. The people who discovered malaria have nothing on me. What? Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, David, you don't have to scrub the floor on your knees. Well, I've got dishpan hands. Why not dishpan knees? Did you finish the ironing? <laughs> yes. My back's yelling traitor at me. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hello, kid. Hello. Hmm. Well, Roxanne... When they let you out of this fault mine. <laughs> Do I look that bad? <laughs> None of us can complain about luck. What a week. Bobby finally broke out. He must have been exposed before we isolated him. Don't you hate me when I get so technical. Mrs. Walker ought to have the kids' supper trays ready by now. I'll take Millie's tour. I wonder why he feels he has to do that every night, Kit. Chances are Millie shares her supper with him. She does. I get all the cake frosting, so there. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Horton, I'm glad you phoned. Everything's under control. Children are coming along beautifully. We haven't dropped a stitch. Yeah, only two more days and it'll be over. We'll never forget Beaver, believe me. The dedication ceremony day after tomorrow. Well, I don't know, Mr. Horton. I've got to talk to David about it. He and Roxanne are chucking the kids in for the night. Let me ring you back in half an hour, will you? All the county's for David. Sarah has to have a drink of water. Yeah, she always does. Is Millie asleep? Yeah. Cute, isn't she? Mm-hmm. David. Ah, go to sleep, honey. The princess is waiting for you. Princess? Yeah, it's a story we have. Have you been telling Millie bedtime stories? Sure. I'm pretty handy at it, too. She'll miss you, David. We all will. I... I think I should apologize. I was very wrong about you. I thought you were coming to Beaver just because it would make good copy for the papers. Roxanne. No, let me say it. It feels so cheap to me using children that way. I was so sure they didn't mean anything to you. Well, I was wrong. These past two weeks you've been wonderful and the kids love you. You're a very real person. Would you care if I kissed you? Salute, senor. Salute, Roxanne. Oh, yes. I, I, I was... I, I didn't mean to... I just happened to be passing. I, I... I was apologizing to David. A very thorough apology. Do you mind? No. 
I've got to explain something, Roxanne. I, I know you like David. He likes you. So don't blame him for any of this. It was for publicity, but it was my idea. David objected like a mule the whole time. It was cheap. And there you have my epitaph. However, there'll be no ceremony, no blowing of horns, no crowds, no speeches. But, Kit, if it would help, you deserve it. No, no ceremony. These kids, well, you can't feed them and bathe them and take their temperatures and play games and try to wish every measles spot off them without... Oh, call me soft-headed. Go on, call me soft-headed. Would soft-hearted do? Me? Don't be silly. Not old 10% Marshall. Never had a heartbeat in my life. Well, David, on to Hollywood, huh? Yeah. Wouldn't the boys at the studio laugh if they found out what we've been doing? Yeah. Ha ha, like that. Beaver wasn't a bad town, was it? No, it wasn't, Kit. Kit, I've got to go back. Back? To Beaver, I've got to. Yeah. Yeah, I rather expected you would. You're in love with her, aren't you? Am I? They were the happiest two weeks I've ever known. She was swell all through it, wasn't she? Swell. She kissed me goodnight every night. Oh? Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can imagine it. Hey, what's the matter with you? Not a thing. I'm very glad for you. Oh, Kit, she and I will have a great time. I can adopt her. Adopt her? Are you insane? Insane? You'll have to marry her. Marry her? You couldn't adopt her, David, for heaven's sake. Why couldn't I? Why, she's 23 if she's a day. 23? She's five and a half. What? What? What are you talking about? Millie. Millie? Well, certainly. Oh, David. Kit. Kit, did you think I meant... Why, you did. You thought I meant Roxanne. And you didn't like it, did you? Like it? Kit, I've waited three years to see that look on your face. David. Oh, David, give me room, darling. I'm breaking up into little pieces. Maybe I better hold you together. Please. David. David. You do smell nice. Turn around, dear. Oh, brother, you said it. And the curtain falls on the 631st performance in the little theater of Times Square. Miss Ruddy and Mr. Sillahay are in front of the footlights. If the first night is like it, listen to the applause. <laughs> the theater, let me invite you to be with us again next week at the same time, when Barbara Luddy will be starred in an original comedy romance entitled, Give Up the Ship. <music> to help win the war, won't you take another look for waste paper and cardboard? Paper is a vital war material, and there's a tremendous shortage which you can help overcome. Don't waste or burn paper. Save all kinds of paper and cardboard and call a junk man or turn it over to your local salvage group.
now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. First Matter. Good night. The First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Men, here's the way to start your day right. I've just finished shaving. I reach for my bottle of dress skin, Campana's aftershave lotion. I pour a little in the palm of my hand, pat it on my freshly shaved face. Ah, refreshing, cooling, comforting. Yes, sir, that's the way to start the day with dress skin. Spelled D-R-E-S-K-I-N. Campana's aftershave lotion. Again available in limited quantities at your favorite drugstore, 50 cents a bottle. This is Mutual. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed... There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>